Welcome to The World is Leadership. My name is Emmanuel Gobillo. In this show, I want to take a different approach to leadership. No buzzwords, no jargon. Instead, for each episode, I'll just pick up a random word and I'll use it to uncover a valuable lesson for leaders like you. Some words will be mundane, some extraordinary, some will be more obscure than others, but I'll use them all in order to help you become a better leader. So join me as we explore the word is leadership, turning everyday words into extraordinary insights. Subscribe, listen in, and let's start leading. Welcome, welcome to episode eight of the word is leadership. Now, I'm not going to lie, as my daughter always said, this week is a great week for me. Um, And actually, as a result of it being a great week for me, it's going to be a great week for you. It's a great week for me because this week, in fact, today, uh, my book, This Is Not a Leadership Book, is being published by Rattledge Taylor Francis. It's coming out. It's launching today. And by implication, it's a great week for you because I'm not going to be plugging in the pre-orders in future episodes. So, um, so there you go. That's that's today. Um, It's always a strange feeling, you know, when when a book uh, comes out. It's a it's a mix of feeling. There's the elation and and. being delighted that the work is finally out and and everything you've done for months uh, is being shared and people are going to let you know what they think. Um, But on the other hand, it's also apprehension because the real work starts now um, because you have to make sure the book is discovered, the book is read, although to be fair, my publisher doesn't really care if you read it as long as you buy it. Um, But anyway, um, we're not here to discuss the book. We're here to build a leadership lesson based on a random word. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Uh, I I did think about cheating a bit. Uh, I was trying to think uh, if you would notice if the random word was bestseller or book or even painting because the title is an homage to uh, Belgium's painter Magritte. Um, But I decided to stay true to the spirit of the podcast. So I'm here uh, with my mic and my dictionary in front of me. I'll now close my eyes. I'll open the book on a random page to find this week's random word. So here I go. Of course, you didn't think I would have forgotten about the jingly sound effect. Um, You might think (laughs) this one was a bit weird, um, but it is, in fact, the ambient sounds from the British Library here in London in honour of them receiving a copy of the book uh, because they receive a copy of every book published in the UK. So this was uh, the uh, British Library in London. But enough, enough of all this book talk. Let's see what our dictionary gave us this week. And you are listening to the word is leadership. And this week, the word is which, which, which is W-H-I-C-H, not W-I-T-C-H, as in witchcraft. This is which, W-H-I-C-H. And I knew this spelling bee thing would come in handy someday. But let's look at the definition. It's a rather long one. So let me uh, let me try to abbreviate it somewhat. So I have um, asking for selection from alternatives conceived, a limited, conceived as limited in number uh, and, and 
Now, although since this or these used to convert what would in its simplest grammar be an independent sentence into a subordinate clause by being substituted for a noun expressed in it, as in he said he saw me, which was a lie. Um, so where do we go with which? Now, obviously, I, I have a clear route. Um, I can talk about how to make choices. Um, I could um, do that, but my and if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know what's going on in my head. I'm thinking I could do that, but the problem is if we ever get the word choice, then uh, I will have difficulties. I could try to do something with the subordinate close substitution part of the definition, uh, I, but apart from making some rather tedious link between subordinate and the workplace, I'm kind of drawing a blank, if I'm honest with you. I'll tell you what, I'll, I will speak about choice, but actually um, not about how to make a choice, uh, but rather about the importance of choice. And you see, I could always work it back to the book, because, uh, and I promise you this is my last reference to the book, but in the new book, um, available wherever you get your books from, the, the, there is a, a role in it called leading is choosing. And I think the word which is particularly helpful to make the point I'm trying to make. So let me let me go back in time and, and talk about choosing. It all started when I became a consultant. I, I didn't know much about consulting when I first um, joined my first consulting firm, uh, apart from two things, really, that I'd witnessed when I was in a corporate role beforehand. Consultants travel a lot and they had laptops, uh, which were two things that, I have to say, really attracted me. So given I didn't know much, um, I did what I normally do. And you have to remember this was pre-Google, very slow internet connections. So I bought some books and I found some mentors in the firm that I just joined. And, and I have a simple rule with work. Whatever I do needs to be something that I can explain in a way my children could understand, because otherwise it meant I wasn't being clear about what I did. Uh, and it's something that I won't be ashamed to tell my mum that I do. So... Um, the rule had to change when I became a consultant, because to be honest, my mum couldn't judge because she couldn't quite understand what it was that I, that I did. Um, even to this day, she was always puzzled that people um, would pay me to speak, as she always says, I would rather pay you to be quiet. Um, but when I researched it all, um, I came to describe consulting as somewhere between journalism and corporate anthropology. You know, it was about studying what was going on and reporting about it. That that's kind of was my idea for consulting. And for that, I came to rely um, on what Rudyard Kipling called his six honest serving men. I don't know if you um, ever read the poem uh, from Kipling, and I can't remember the entire poem, but at the beginning... He says something along the lines of um, he knows everything he knows because of six honest men named what, why, when, where, who and how. And if you exclude the how, you also had what is commonly referred to as the five W's of journalism. 
or the five bottoms on a line or the bottom line because if you draw five w's on a line they look like little bottoms apparently um but the thing is the five w's will make you a great journalist uh, they will make you a fine anthropologist uh, but they also served me well as a consultant but they will only get you halfway to being a decent leader and that's where which comes in because leading is about choosing. It is about choosing what is right over what is popular or expedient. Leading is about understanding that choosing to do nothing is choosing to be nothing. And the reason I think we need this sixth W, of which is because there's two important parts to choosing. And whilst one of them can be covered by the five W's, the other part needs which. To my mind, there's two variables that determine whether a decision is easy or hard to make. The first is our ability to determine what the right choice is. And that's about analysis. It's about understanding the situation in order to determine the options. And that's what the five W's help you do. You know, to analyze a situation properly, you need to know what is going on. You need objective uh, and complete observation. You know, we discussed fresh paint, I think, in one of the previous episodes. You need to be able to uh, be objective about what is going on. And as well as what, you need to analyze... You, or you need to take into account in your analysis who is involved. Uh, do you have the right people to help you make the decision? Do you have the right people uh, who will help you enact it once you've made it? You can't analyze anything properly unless you know why you are doing what you're doing. Uh, the purpose of your endeavor needs to guide your choices. And of course, no analysis would ever be complete until you have looked at where and when. So location and time are intricate components of good decision-making. So the variables may be complex, but the process of decision-making is known. It's about our five W's. But it's the second part of decision-making that, in my experience at least, some leaders struggle with. Whether a decision is easy or hard to make is not just about the analysis of the situation, but again, probably more importantly... It is about your ability to identify the price you will have to pay for the choice you make and to determine your willingness to pay that price. Decision-making is not just about having the right analysis. It's also about having the core strength to make the right choice and to live with that choice. And that's the thing about analysis with what, who, why, where, and when. It carries objectivity, but it also carries distance. You don't have to be emotionally invested in the analysis. But imagine, if you have two options, and your analysis tells you they are of equal worth, which will you choose? Which will you go for? The decision is now completely up to you. There's no more objectivity. There's no more distance. You're involved. You're committed. So the decision can only be made on the basis of the cost of that decision and of your willingness to pay.
pay that cost. That's why, whilst what, where, when and who and why are all important W's for leaders, they are nothing without which. Leading is all about which. Leading is choosing. And when you ask which route to go down, you have to ask yourself if you are equipped to travel down that route. You have to ask yourself if you've prepared to pay the price in terms of standing out, in terms of mistakes, in terms of time, and perhaps more importantly for all human beings, in terms of excluding yourself from a group by making that decision and leading that group. What Where, when, who and why give you options, which gives you the risks and the consequences. It is only when you accept risks and consequences that you can lead. Leading is about choosing. It is about being right over being comfortable. It is about to serve rather than to be popular. And in this way, when we add which to the five W's, It's not just about choosing a course of action, but it's about the intentionality that we apply to setting the tone for our organization. It's about being remembered for what we stand for rather than be remembered for what we tolerate. And so, as usual, let me end with a question this week. What, when, where, who, why and which... Which is your go-to W? Well, thank you for tuning in to The Word is Leadership. I hope you find our exploration of today's word interesting. If you haven't already, then please subscribe to ensure you never miss an episode, each one helping you to lead better through unexpected words. And if you want to get in touch, share your thoughts and, well, why not contribute a word for a future episode, you can always reach me at thewordisleadership.com. Until next time, this is Emmanuel Gobillot wishing you a great week.